One in eight American women will be diagnosed with breast cancer at some point in their lives. And when we look at our Hike Like a Woman community of over 70,000 women, those odds are so, so terrifying, but they don't have to be. And that's why I invited Marina to come and speak at our upcoming summit, the Hike Like a Woman Summit, because she is a two-time breast cancer survivor. She's young, and she uh, is now a coach who is helping coach women or people, anyone, through their cancer journey. And um, even though the Hike Like a Woman Summit is about you know, outdoor adventure and community. It's also about wellness. And so I'm excited to introduce Marina to our community. She is a person who helped me out tremendously when I was going through cancer treatment and she didn't even know it. Um, So I'm excited to introduce her to you because she talks, she, there's so much more to her than just cancer, even though that's how she's helping people right now. But um, I think you're going to love our conversation. I think you're going to love hearing from her at our summit. Even if you haven't had cancer, even if you haven't had your life touched by cancer, her message is still really strong and really powerful. So I will let you enjoy my conversation with Marina. And if you want to learn more about our upcoming virtual summit, please head on over to our website, hikelikewoman.com. There you can find all sorts of information from how to register for our conference to how to catch the replays if you can't attend live. So check it out, hikelikewoman.com. And for now, please enjoy my conversation with Marina. I guess we'll just kind of start with how I found you um, and how you helped me through my own cancer journey. So I I think like a lot of women, you know, or people were diagnosed with cancer and we go to the oncologist and we talk to the surgeon and they lay down all the steps and they give us like this gigantic timeline Um And then we leave the oncologist's office, we leave the cancer center, we sit in our car and we cry, right? Because we're like, how did I go from strong, athletic, healthy, teaching ski lessons, guiding trips to all of a sudden, I'm going to spend the next year of my life going through something really hard. And so I was really scared about chemotherapy and I was like, I need to find someone who has been through chemotherapy who can um, who can kind of show the way or mentor me through this experience. And one of the first videos that I found was of you talking about chemotherapy and you had just finished an infusion and you were on a walk with your kids and yeah. your dog. And I was like, okay, I know I need to keep getting outside so that I can be healthy and strong. Um, so if, if, if she can like get out and go for a walk, do even just like a little walk to the playground with her kids after an infusion, like, damn it, I can do that too. So I want to, first of all, I want to thank you for kind of holding my hand through cancer treatment. You didn't even know you were doing it, but Mm -hmm. I think that there are millions of people who you are helping and you don't even know. So I want to just like publicly acknowledge you and thank you for like being my mentor through cancer. And that kind of is a segue into kind of your story and and what you're doing now. Do you want to maybe give us a little background about who you are? Marina, as an athlete, you know, Marina as the cancer patient, survivor, coach, all the things. Oh my gosh. Sure. Yes. Um, when I was diagnosed the first time, it was, it, it was the craziest thing. Cause I literally 
had just ran a marathon the week before, as you know. And yeah. uh, and before that, the week before that, I had gone to a mammogram that they said, you know, it doesn't look great. We need you to come back and do a biopsy. How old were you? I was 31. So young. And it's, yeah. And it was young and um, unexpected, right? I mean, I'm like, oh, I'm just living my best life right now. Yeah. Um, but I did know that I needed to go in and start that process because my mom had had breast cancer twice and did have the genetic mutation, mm. BRCA. Yeah. And so I started that process, you know, being 10 years younger yeah. than her first diagnosis. So, yep. So that's what I went in for. And, and then they told me to come back and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound great, but I just trained for this marathon and I have to finish this. So um, it would work out that I could run my marathon the next week and return for the biopsy. And that's when I got the unfortunate news that I had most common type of breast cancer, invasive ductal carcinoma, mm -hmm. and that was triple negative. So it was best oh. to start chemo to beat it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say I went from one, you know, like you said, one minute you're you're li living your best life or whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. You're just doing your thing. You're working, you're a mom. I was training for a marathon and then I had to do this very hard thing. But that background is what allowed me to go into my cancer journey with so many tools, you know, like running a marathon is not easy, right? People get us like we're crazy if anybody out there is a marathon runner, like, why are you running from a bear? Like what? <laughs> um, yeah. But so I used that. I used all of that. I, I used that grit, you know, mm -hmm. that I was like, if I can do that, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And plus I qualified for Boston. So I was like, I was going to go no matter what, like I yeah. was hobble across that finish line if I had to. So it then began the journey. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then how, so I just had a, another uh, lump in my breast. And so I went through the whole, like I had a lumpectomy because they were like, it's got to get out now. It was, it was benign. Thank God. But how long between your first and second diagnosis? Yes. So I would be diagnosed and start chemo and do a double mastectomy and then mm -hmm. run Boston all within that year, um, almost wow. the, year to the date, you know, it was back to back to back of just getting it done. Oh. Um, and then it was at the five year mark, which is every cancer, you know, patient survivors goal, right? Your yeah. likelihood of cancer returning drops significantly if you can get to five years. And so that wasn't on my mind. What was on my mind was throughout those years, people were messaging me at like, Hey, my sister, my mom, mm -hmm. my coworker have been diagnosed and you did it so well. What should I do for them? And I would send them tips like, you know, bring them ginger tea and, you know, get them a head wrap, just anything I could think of. And I needed to share that more of that information because there was just too many people messaging me and okay. So that's what was the, that was the goal. I said, well, I'm going to start a YouTube channel at my five-year mark. And so just goals, I maybe see a trend here with goal setting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, that's how we get anything done. You know, if you don't just like put it on the calendar, it's just a yeah. dream. So I yeah. made a dream a goal. I put it on the calendar for March of 2020 to get mm -hmm. a YouTube video out there recorded. It was on my iPhone. It was with this $25 microphone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Be seen. Just so I got, I got it done and got it out there and I just learned a lot. But mm -hmm. it would be later that year that I would just be, you know, taking a shower and felt a lump near 
the side of my reconstruction. So mm-hmm. knowing what I know, how mm-hmm. important it is to get things checked, I called the next day. Yeah. And got that going. And I did get the bad news that it had returned. And so I had to do treatment again. Yeah. And that's when you found me. That's when I started documenting mm-hmm. my journey in real time. Mm-hmm. Having some YouTube experience, having my husband gift me a camera for vlogging, you know. <laughs> but um, oh man, I, I think and when I was continuing videos for my channel, I was like, I'll just make some videos for some moms and organization and some craft yeah, yeah. videos. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing, but it it became apparent that the need to help others like yourself was yeah. there. And so I just dove in. Yeah. Wow. Here's Here's what's interesting. You sh- have had cancer twice. Yeah. You're young. You should be so pissed off yeah. and you should be so angry and you should be so bitter and you should not want to have anything to do with cancer anymore. And you should just be like F cancer, <laughs> but you're not, you're, you're peaceful, you're calm and you're willing to help other people. How do you, why? Like, why is that the case? Because I think it's not that I don't feel those emotions you said. It's yeah. that I feel them and process them more quickly. Mm. I just don't have the time. And maybe it is because I've had cancer that I'm like, yeah. no, I need to live my life now. So I was sad and I I don't know if I was ever sad mad, but probably, yeah. I was like, damn it. I got it. I literally, it took me three years to qualify for Boston, you know, and that is, it was not yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I think I, I think I did process those feelings. I just did it more quickly because I mm-hmm. had things to do And the same with being diagnosed the second time. Now I had a two-year-old during, and a baby that I had during the pandemic. Must've been so exhausted. In December 31st of 2020, like one of the yeah. craziest years in all of our memory, I yeah. had to start chemo. So at that point, my goal was just to be well for my children. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even have the extra energy to stay mad because I needed to get better. And then so I could be a mom to them. And so I guess that's what it is. I think it's just, that it's not that I don't have those emotions, but I just can't stay there. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody used that phrase before for me. Like you can't just linger there. I think I even heard Tony Robbins say it once. So maybe that, something I took from a wise man. Yeah. yeah. A wise man once said, but um, yeah, it was just like, just, you can't, you don't, you can't stay there. Gotta move on. I have so much to learn from you because I'm still angry and I'm still pissed off and I, yeah, I well, it does suck. And know. that's, that's a lot yeah. I continue on my YouTube channel. I do monthly live chats. I do two a month and mm-hmm. encourage people to hop on that need it sometimes. And it's that it's kind of like a safe space event. So yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you say like, yeah, I definitely want to share the peaceful side and the positivity side, but getting there is moving through the emotions, you know? Like, yeah. 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 We climb a lot of mountains at Hike Like a Woman and we, we guide trips all over the world and um, we're climbing Kilimanjaro in June. And so cool. I think about, when I think about cancer, I think a lot about a climb, you know, and it's, it's really just putting one foot in front of the other, 
the slow trudge to the top of the mountain. Yeah. Then you get to the top of the mountain, you're like, damn it, how am I going to get down? Yeah. How am I going to get down safely? And we always focus so much on the climb, but really there's once your treatment is over and you're you're looking at your life and you're thinking, who am I now? Like, what happened to my straight hair? What happened to my body? Like, mm. it's kind of like a reinvention that mm-hmm. occurs, as you know, and yeah. How have you, um, how have you dealt with like the physical changes, the mental changes, and just like this reinventing yourself? You said from dental hygienist to now, like coaching people through their cancer experience. How is, how have you, how have you changed? I've changed because I remember these moments, right? I remember watching an interview of another survivor, and she said something like, "I remember when I was diagnosed. I said I'm not going to let cancer change me." Yeah. She was like, how silly of me to think that. Yeah. Because of course it's going to change me. And she created a t-shirt line and I wore her t-shirt in a photo I have at one of my chemo infusions. And it says, sometimes you just have to be a bad A. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and so that, that resonated with me because that's what it was so many times. I was like trying to fight what was like, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I don't want them yeah. to look like a cancer patient. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, well, right now you are. And yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. and so cancer and even motherhood, to be honest, are two big changes in my life that I just found it much easier to lean into it than to fight it. And I guess that's that's what I try to help people with. You know, it's like, okay, this is where you're at. So how can we help that right now? It doesn't mean you'll stay there, mm-hmm. but how can we help you where you're at? Meeting them where they're at. Yeah. I, I love that too, because I'm, so I'm working on doing a, I, I've tried a lot of different cancer support groups and I find that usually the person running the cancer support group has never had cancer okay. or never had a family member who's had cancer. And so they really can't relate. You know, yeah. it's like I was in one cancer support group and this woman was comparing her divorce to breast cancer. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, that's not, that's not even a fair comparison, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't, um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't serve that group. No, it's, it's tragic, sad, but it's really different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to start a retreat here with a grant, uh, a breast cancer retreat for and by breast cancer survivors. So survivors run the whole retreat and then anyway, it's a thing, but um, yeah. I think that, I think we need each other in the cancer community, but what you're doing as a coach is really special. So why why does someone need a coach specifically to help them get through treatment? What do you see that um, their oncology team and all of their, you know, their physical therapist, like their dietitian, like we have a whole host, we have like a whole support group when we're going through treatment yeah. and after treatment, but, but you bring something unique to the table. What is that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's what I did when I was pregnant with my son for the first time, right? I went to the hospital and I took that hospital class and it was not helpful in a way because it was so scary. I was like, labor is how long? And there's stages to labor. I just thought like your water breaks, you go have a baby. I was like, this yeah. was, whoa. Yeah. So then I sought out something different, you know, and I found like hypnobirthing and connected with the woman that did that. And she mm-hmm. was a doula and it was an energy and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is so more in line for me. And mm-hmm. so that is what I can do for the cancer patient, right? I have the experience of going through it and I know what you're feeling, whether it's chemo radiation surgery, I've done it. I have <laughs> infection, I've done it. 
breast reconstruction. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. And those resources at my cancer center that your oncologist is so busy helping move you along through chemo and then mm-hmm. sending off radiation that somewhere along the line, somebody forgets to tell you about, you know, other yeah. services that are available. Like have yeah. you seen a lymphedema specialist? Have you requested physical therapy? Mm-hmm. Do I help advocate, you know, where I had to kind of find that myself. So I yeah. helped with that. And so I, I, the comparison in my mind was like having the doula that I had with my son. It was, it was so worth it to have somebody mm-hmm. that would help me through that. And I just never batted an eye having that. So I'm like, I need to be that for other people with cancer. And that's, that's what it is essentially. Very cancer doula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it, but it's so, there's so much more to it than just cancer. You're, I think you're looking at this whole person and yes. and you're looking at their lifestyle and their fitness and and their stress, their stress, mental health, like all these things. And you're just like, you're just like taking their hand and walking beside them through treatment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is so exciting. This, yeah. I'm so proud of you for like taking you. on this massive, because it's heavy, right? Like yeah. hearing, hearing about someone being diagnosed and going through treatment that has to bring up some of your own like trauma, really. I mean, it's sure. Yeah. Response. I think I have more of a natural, like empathetic feeling about it. Mm. And so I am brought to tears almost daily for other people or myself, but in a sense of um, usually joy though, you know, we can get little wins, those kinds of tears. Um, it's good for me though. Maybe that's why I've been able to let go some of some of the anger is because I am helping others through it. You know, there's like a sense of that, like this is making a difference. Uh, and offering the coaching one-on-one is great. I feel like it's just the start though, because you know, our time. And so I want to even put together more information, make it more accessible for more people. And then the coaching is there as well, but yeah. Oh, you're off to such a good start. So we've talked a lot about cancer. You're, you're, you're a person besides cancer and besides cancer coaching, you do like athletic things. Didn't you just run? Did I see on your Instagram? Did you just run another marathon? Not a marathon. I'm not back to marathon. I think because of time with yeah, it takes a lot of the train. Yeah, it takes a lot of. Time. You can't just go out and run for five hours when you have two oh. little ones, right? Yeah. Well, I I don't know. People do, and I don't know how, but I, I'll get there because I do want to run the New York City Marathon. But I might start mm-hmm. with like a half out there first. Yeah. So I ran yeah. a five k though this weekend. Oh, fine. I did place first, and I did tell people I'm like it was a small race, but it's okay. I did get first in my age group, and I'm going <laughs> to take true. it. Today's <laughs> my birthday, so I would be in the next age group. And so I would be competing against my sister now, but yeah. Yeah. So I kept, I keep up with running, um, Mm -hmm. before being diagnosed. Um, well just life is busy. Right. But I've also hiked the green Canyon. I've been to have a soup high. That was huge, beautiful. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I just love being outdoors. I think being outdoors is so healing for anybody. I would, that was you. That was my next question was like, how do you, how do you heal or how do you let nature heal you? Yes. Like for me, it was, I just, you know, I remember being so sick and so weak and so nauseous after chemo that just a walk around the block was really hard. And like my husband would come and go with me and like walk me around the block, like a little lady. Right. I know. And you've been there too, where you're just so 
exhausted. Yes. Um, but it's like, if I don't get a little bit of sunshine on my body every day, I kind of turn into not a very happy person. So how does getting outside help you just feel better? Yeah. I mean, there's me personally, and then there's science, you know, there's a science to circadian rhythm and being able to sleep well and have energy. And it's starting your day with like 15 minutes of sunlight, like telling your body that the day has begun. Yeah. There's benefits to that. There's benefits to grounding, putting your feet and hands to the earth, even and getting some, you know, it's supposed to help like stabilize, right? Like our body. If you're, if you're in a place where you're like, I've tried a lot of things, it's worth a shot. Um, you know, literally stuff like that. And then when I am out running or walking, I mean, I am like almost like eyes to the sky sometimes just, Mm. just in a grateful mode. And that's another thing that will, that will bring you more peace is just like, just being grateful for the day, grateful that you can even step outside. Mm -hmm. And that just brings another, another layer. So it's so, it's so beautiful, really. Like, I will say, you mentioned though, you know, the feelings and stuff and people might relate to this. I've had to process my emotions more over the loss of my friend last year that Mm -hmm. passed from stage four breast cancer than my own. And so it's kind of funny how that can happen for some of us, just being there for somebody and then seeing them go through what they've gone through. And so I had more feelings with that, you know, to process and So anyways, I know my information can help people because people need it, whether they're on the cancer journey or whether they're, you know, a friend of somebody on it. There's a lot to process. And that's, that's really tricky too, is I noticed my friendships changed a lot throughout treatment. That did did for that friend too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you realize some people are really your friends. And then I like the term trauma tourist and some people just... (laughs) wanted to know what was going on and they didn't really care. And they were just like drive-by tours. Um, uh, I, what did I, how did I put it? I tell people to like, you know, get the help. Like I'm very independent, right? I think sometimes when you like to hike or run, it's probably because you actually yeah. like your space sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And then, so when people were like, Oh, is there anything I can do? I think sometimes people just say that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, I would kind of, I'd do the lean into it. I'd say, Mm -hmm. yeah, could you just like drop by some soup? And I was like, I've never done this. And it kind of was like, you know what, let's just, let's just use this a little bit. And Uh it it really actually made other people feel like they could help, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was like, I was always like, are you going to the grocery store? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like Starbucks, give me a, yeah, this is my tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, we, oh, you're going to be presenting at our summit, which I'm very excited about because we do have a lot of women whose lives have been touched by cancer in some way in our community. Um, but your presentation is going to be not just for cancer patients and survivors and thrivers, but also for just anyone. Could you yeah. maybe give us a little sneak peek about uh, what you're going to be talking about? Yes, I'm excited. So it's titled uh, Living an Empowered Life. And we've touched on it a bit here, but it's that it's taking the things that make you move through life well, whether it's, you know, setting goals or, you know, Mm -hmm. if you also happen to fall upon a cancer journey, like I did, that these will help you move through that just as well. And so an empowered life, I define it. What does it mean? Mm -hmm. And what can we do about it? And so it's 
it's really exciting to write it because it's I am doing some research for it and it's just it's it's exciting. I think anybody that feels like sometimes stuck, mm. whether it's in a bad job, relationship, you haven't done anything exciting in a while, or you're stuck in cancer treatment, mm-hmm. it's gonna help you feel unstuck. I can't I can't wait. I can't wait. See, that's why I invited you so that I can get a personal coaching session. Yeah. a presentation at the summit. Um, where can people find find you and find more about your cancer journey and how you're helping people? Yes, you can go to my website. It's my name. So www.marinablackford.com. And on there, you'll find some information and where you can email me or book me as a cancer coach. Also my name, you just type that in on YouTube, Marina Blackford. And it's great. Again, if you need a community to join a live chat and you can find me on Instagram, I, uh, I'm sending people now to my cancer coach, which is at beyond cancer coach. Excellent. I recommend your YouTube channel because yeah. it's just like, you don't, you're not, it's, you don't put on any, like, you're like, this is me. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I like that it's real and authentic. It's there's yeah. no stuff. I up. tried that at first, you know, a lot of like the staging and stuff. And it was like, just as long as I could deliver the message. But after a while, you're just like, I just have to record it on time for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like your bald head. And I'm like, yeah, she's like yeah. bald on YouTube. I'm not even putting bald pictures on social media. She's bald on YouTube. It was no makeup. And I think there was something to it being the second time. And, you know, that I had just done it before that mm. it was so much learning from the cancer journey of like, you can be going through something so heavy. And mm-hmm. once you get somebody enough, uh, enough time to chat, you know, that mm-hmm. people will tell you about like an ingrown toenail or their, or something, you know, yeah. or just, yeah, just yeah. have something so random and you just sit there and nod and you're like, you know what? Maybe it's not all about me. It's okay. We're all, we're all, we're all on some journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's our own ego. Um, it's in the way. Yeah. And that's when you go to a, can- a friend that's had cancer and you both go, can you believe it? You go, Oh my God. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. And we yes. all need friends like that. that yes. Can, um, yes. Be completely honest. <laughs> Awesome. Is there anything you wanted to mention that I didn't ask? Um, not at this time. I think okay. I just love that you shared how you found me. I think that was so wonderful. And I'm just happy to be pulled into this, yeah. this group because I, it's going to be on my goal now to do an in-person hike. Eventually mm-hmm. I'm going to miss Kilimanjaro, but I'm going to be at one of these. Yeah. I would love to do just a breast cancer, like, um, like a big expedition just with breast cancer um, survivors. Yes. Sign me up. In the future. In the future. 2024 is planned out. Uh, 2025, we're working on it. So maybe 2025. Now you can see why Marina was my unofficial uh, cancer treatment best friend on YouTube because she is so inspiring and so positive 
and humble and upbeat. And it's she's great. She's great. And that's why I really can't wait for her presentation at the summit. And I think you're going to love it. So if you want to learn more about our upcoming summit, please head on over to our website, hikelikeawoman.com. There you can find information about our presentations, our speakers, how to register, how to catch three plays, all the things that you need to know about the summit. So hikelikeawoman.com, go check it out. And I will see you next time.